This is the Modern CTO Podcast. Hey, buddy. How are you? Hey. Are you in Chicago as well? No, I'm in, uh, in our headquarters in New York. Oh, okay. Nice. Do you guys have offices in Chicago too, or is that just where Nicole is? Uh, we have an office in uh, Chicago and uh, in Ukraine. So what is, what is your day looking like today? Like, what are you up to today? Going to be on a podcast. <laughs> and uh, Sorry. I love it. No, that was the best answer ever. Uh, um, usual, the uh, catching up with the team, making sure things are running smoothly and seeing where I could uh, lend a hand when needed. So how did you get involved with technology at the beginning? Did you play video games when you were young or...? <laughs> um, back in the day, my first video game was probably uh, a Game Boy, a black and white one, which I was uh, begging my parents for and I had to pay with my own money over $100. <laughs> and um, uh, our first, uh, my first dab in, in technology was when we got our computer as a family. Probably I was in uh, seventh, eighth grade. We had a super high-speed dial-up uh, modem with uh, AOL. And um, my first uh, entry into real, into real technology was in high school where uh, uh, someone mentioned I had to choose between different AP courses and someone suggested taking computer science, which I didn't even know anything about. So I said, why not? And uh, I took a computer science course in Pascal and uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the algorithm, problem solving, um, building the programs. Um, and then uh, after that in college, I wasn't sure what I wanted to, you know, to focus on. And I just fell into computer science. I enjoyed it and everything else wasn't really uh, my cup of tea. My uncle was trying to get me to become an actuary and I told him I was involved. <clears throat> so he told me that uh, I have to take like eight or 10 tests in math. And the first one was uh, calculus. And I took calculus or computer science. And I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> so so uh, computer science it was. But you ended up though in financial software, so yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I still enjoy math, but uh, not to that degree. <laughs> so after college, uh, what did you do? Did you immediately start working at Imagineer Technology, or did you have some other jobs? No, right after college, I started working at uh, straight out of Imagineer. You know, the, the path that, uh, that led me here is I graduated the year of the Twin Towers. Um, it was a difficult year for everybody on many different uh, levels. But one of, the, one of the effects of Twin Towers was that there was really hardly any interviews happening. Uh, many of the big companies just said, uh, we're not, you know, we're not uh, capable of, of handling it right now. So uh, after I graduated, I had really not... We didn't know where to go, really, and it was it was the same for a lot of people. And uh, an acquaintance said, "Why don't I speak to uh, Mr. Errol Ducey, who's the uh, founder and president of Imagineer? Speak to Errol, and uh, you know maybe he has something." At at that time, he was he had he just started Imagineer two three years before that, and Imagineer was doing uh, whatever anybody needed on any any anything, um, more like a consulting. You know, any you needed a a program, just build it. And uh, so I spoke to him and he said he wasn't looking for anybody at the time, but I could stick around. So uh, I stuck around. 
uh, till today. And you know that was my uh, first uh, job, and and still is. <laughs> so at some point in those eighteen years, he hired you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He told me that I could stick around for a, a week or so, see if I liked it, and then uh, after a week or so, he says, "Okay, looks like it could work." Um, but I wasn't really looking to hire, so here's a uh, minimal salary that he could afford, which was like not even you know a college graduate. But uh, I spoke to some uh, family members and others, and they said there's nothing out there, so just continue. So I went back to him, and I said, "Okay, I'll I'll stick around for a little bit." And he's like, "Okay, just stick around for at least six months. You know, don't you know don't stay for a month and then leave. It's just a waste of everybody's time." So, so I stuck around for at least uh, six months. <laughs> nice. I was actually reading a book this this morning. It was my Audible this morning about uh, that as a tac or as working for free as a tactic. Um, this guy wanted to work at a a clothing store, and he was a uh, in high school, and it was like his favorite clothing store. And so what he did is he just walked in, asked the manager if he could start folding some shirts, and then everyone was like. This is kind of weird, but okay. And uh, eventually, like, we better just hire you. Do you want a job? Because you're you keep coming here every day and doing stuff, and you got the job. So it's it's kind of interesting. I like when when the worlds connect like that. Yeah. So, yeah. what are you really excited about today? Like, what are you guys working on? Um, what are we really excited about? We're really excited about uh, technology. In, uh, in general. Um, another thing that we're excited about is increased growth of Imagineer. You know, obviously client wins, um, the appreciation of clients, um, our feedback from the clients that really drives us, uh, you know, all along our growth, especially in the beginning, first 10 years, I'd say, has really been word of mouth. One client after another was a, each, each win was a celebration, no matter how small or how large it was. And uh, regarding technology, um, it used to change every two, three years. You know, uh, we started off in Visual Basic over here at Imagineer, and you know, every two years, Microsoft would release another version, uh, Visual Basic 4, 5, 6, and that was it. There was not really not much going on besides that. Um, but today, it changes daily. There's another platform, another tool, another widget that, that just, just never ends, and it's getting faster and faster. Um, I wish they had cloud hosting 15 years ago. <laughs> it just makes things so much easier than the, the servers and uh, and uh, and all the headaches that go with it. Um, but um, you know, we have a great partner with uh, a partnership with Microsoft. Um, all our hosted things are with Microsoft, so they're they're blazing the way in terms of uh, tech, in terms of compliance, in terms of security. Um, and you know, we view. Uh, you know what excites us is that technology uh, nowadays is a whole ocean of of knowledge, and and that technology is trickling into Imagineer. We're getting a, a little bit of it, and we're able to offer it to our clients, um, you know, via our software, our services, to help them, uh, you know, improve their processes and help them get what they need to they, they need to be. Um, you know, believe it or not, that we still have prospects that use Outlook and Excel to manage things, and it's you know they're mesmerized by what what's out there. So it's uh, really exciting. So I like that you've been there a long time. Like, what makes you want to stay? Mainly, uh, I would say the team. 
there's, well, there's two, two things. There's the team and what we actually do. Um, as I mentioned before, one of the things that I fell in love with computer science was the fact that um, I could problem solve and write algorithms and figure things out. You know, and I, I, throughout college, I, I started to, to see the power behind it. I had a professor that said, um, here, write, write uh, code that would uh, emulate a mastermind game. And you had to um, build mastermind in essence. And within X moves, uh, you had to, you know, make sure that the computer could win. And that was exciting. It, you know, it was, it was interesting to figure that out. I didn't even know that you could win within X moves. And it, it was just exciting to figure out the algorithm and implement it and see it work and let others try it. Um, so, you know, that's, that's uh, um, you know, that's very exciting. Um, uh, I'm sorry, what was the other part of the question? I don't even remember myself. <laughs> <laughs> but how, is, how has your role evolved like over the past, you know, almost two decades? Right. So uh, in the beginning when I joined, I was helping uh, somebody else. We were just building random stuff, as I mentioned before. Um, and then we had a, uh, uh, our, our Imagineer right now is, uh, we're in the asset management industry, investment management industry uh, solely. Uh, that's what we do. That's where our uh, products uh, shine. Uh, we have a website portal platform that our clients use for their investors and prospects. And we have a CRM uh, for them to help manage their clients. So in the beginning, we had a, uh, one of these random people that came to us was, was a uh, fund of fund, which is in this industry. And they asked us to help build some product and do things for them. And uh, uh, we were building it and, you know, we said, hey, if it works for one of them, it could work for more than one. So uh, through word of mouth and through introductions and, and whatnot, slowly we started uh, uh, building it out and um, getting to where we are today. Um, you know, it was, as you mentioned, that I was here for, you know, from the beginning, which is very interesting. It's interesting to see how, you know, how it evolved, you know, and our, the name Imagineer was a tagline of, in the beginning, it was, if you could imagine it, we could engineer it. So that's how Imagineer uh, came to play. So uh, it was interesting to see how we evolved from VB6, and then we rewrote our platforms to .NET. And then recently, about a year or two ago, we rolled out our modern web application as well. And uh, that was an Angular. And uh, now that we have APIs and we have uh, hosted databases and the whole thing is just fascinating to see, you know, from, from what it was to where it is today. It's, it's just, I'm lucky to see that and have that appreciation. You know, people that are graduating now, you know, they expect, uh, you know, they expect everything to be instant. They expect everything to just work. They expect everything to be fascinating, but to, to see where we have gone, you know, I don't even, I can't even imagine what we used to do 15 years ago before the days of Google, being able to find the problem so we actually had to break our heads and uh, figure things out. It took days and it's just, just fascinating to see the, you know, the, the change in the shift. So is most of your team remote or do you have people in New York too? Um, we have, uh, our primary development team is remote in the Ukraine. We have uh, our 
product managers and project managers and support and client service uh, in New York. And we have um, some guys in Chicago for also for support sales, um, CEO. So we're, we're, and we have some people scattered around. Um, our, our main focus is, is the team. Um, so therefore, if we had some situations where people said, hey, you know, we would like to move, like to look, you know, for personal reasons, whatever it may be, or for whatever it may be, they wanted to move other, other places. We said, no problem. Our main focus is keeping the team together and making sure that we're going all in the same direction. So we have people that move to Poland, Jordan, we have people in Israel, we have, uh, you know, around uh, random places. So it works. That's pretty great. What's yeah. some of the things that you've learned as far as managing a remote team? Um, it's a challenge. <laughs> um, you know, over the years, uh, what, I, what I come to appreciate is the cultural difference. Um, you know, what, what I may think or what people think here in, in let's say, New York, uh, is different what people think in in other other places, other countries, and other cultures. Um, what may mean something to me may not mean anything to them. And what what I, I might say that might be totally under you know understood differently uh, to them. Uh, priorities, you know, what's a priority for us might not be a priority for them. Was what is not a priority is a priority for them. So it's interesting to see how the how to get two teams. To, together to work and and to make sure that everybody's focused at the end game with a clear understanding of what we need to get to and what's a priority what's not a priority and how to get there um so it's 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 a uh on one hand it's fantastic the 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 team there is zero complaints they're really great many of them have been with us for 10 plus years um some came to new york and relocated in new york we have we have uh, people here that are living in, you know, uh, in the United States now. They've been with us for 10 plus years and um, it's fantastic. But on the other hand, it's, uh, you know, for anybody that wants to have a, um, a uh, uh, remote teams and stuff, it's, it's a challenge. Um, it's great that we have the tools that we have now, such as Skype and video and things like that. But back in the day, it was just uh, I am <laughs> and, and, uh, it was it was much more difficult, but uh, still there there are challenges in terms of making sure that the teams could uh, could click. Because if they don't, then it's it's a big problem. I remember the IM days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so do you just like how do you handle that specific issue of prioritization? Do you just is it just communication, repeated communication? Do you do stand ups? Like how do you organize the work? Uh, yeah, so uh, one, uh, our head of development is here in, uh, in New York. Uh, she's, uh, her name is Elena. She moved from Ukraine to, to, uh, to New York. Um, so that's been tremendous help. She moved here a few years ago. Tremendous, tremendous help that she was here. Before that, we used to, I used to speak with her and she would help, you know, in terms of like manage the team, break out the work that needs to be done with the uh, developers and QA and, and whatnot. Um, but now, now that she's here, it's more, you know, us meeting here in New York. And then she has the, uh, the stand up with the, 
uh, wider team in terms of breaking out on a daily schedule of what's you know what's to be done for the week and what we're behind on, and then we just catch up uh, afterwards. Um, I do get involved when necessary. If there's something a little bit more complicated or questions or whatever it may be, we might have a session or one-on-ones with the developers. But that's how uh, that's how we operate uh, currently. Do you get to spend a lot of time with the customers? Back in the day, when we were much smaller, it was just Errol and I, we would go to uh, clients' offices, hear them out, uh, help them uh, do whatever they need to do, um, which was fantastic because that really helped drive innovation. It helped drive an understanding of their business. Understanding a client's business is critical. Um, without it, it's... it's um, it's almost impossible to, to do anything. And you could have a beautiful product, but if you don't understand the client's business, it it's, doesn't work. Um, that's another challenge also about the remote teams. The remote teams have a understanding of the business um, on a slightly less level than the people actually working with the clients on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, have you done, have you done any like uh, writing or speaking at conferences? Um, currently, no. It was mentioned, uh, people mentioned internally that you know, I should speak about some of the things that we've done, how we migrated, um, some of the things that we built, how we built it. Um, we've done some very interesting things, but just focused on, on the day-to-day, making sure that we're all moving in the same direction. I think if you put some time on that, like you just carved out like some time to work on that, that you would find it very rewarding personally. I would agree. Um, I used to uh, teach at uh, Brooklyn College in uh, in New York. Uh, um, different uh, couple of courses here and there part time. Um, they got rid of all their part timers, so there goes that. They only kept their full times because they were cutting uh, whatever. But uh, but it was it was uh, rewarding. So I, I you know I do see that. Well, I encourage you. I don't know why I'm encouraging. Well, I guess I do <laughs> know why because it's like I didn't. There was like two, three four years ago, I didn't done any writing really or any speaking really. And, uh, when I started to started to do this regularly, I found it uh, surprisingly rewarding because it's like you share a story or you share something and you just think it's like, Oh, this is just what happened. But then people will come like out of the audience or out of the group and say, oh, that was, you know, thank you so much for sharing that. I was, in a, I'm currently in a similar situation. And I found some very useful tidbits. Just, uh, it's a good, it's a good piece of life. Maybe that's, maybe that's why you're on the show today. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe just, just a little, little reminder. So, you know, Stay tuned. <laughs> I love it. I, I look forward like in LinkedIn next year, it's like most popular speaker of 2021 and it's you. That'd be great to see. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, you know, as as we we started to wrap up here today, uh, you mentioned so you got a remote team. We talked a little bit about uh, you know how you uh, keep them focused and rowing in the right direction. That you're spending a lot of time on that. But if you could go back to yourself 17 years ago when you were first getting that that free job, what sort of advice would you give your past self? That's a good one. Um, you know, I think, well, one thing for sure, I would say, if I was able to go back, was to learn, maybe take courses, maybe speak to people about people, people themselves, psychology, um, 
how to deal with people, how to interact with people, how to work with them. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, without the, without the team, without being able to work with somebody, it's, it's uh, impossible. If, if one person is missing in the, on, the, on the ship, the ship sinks, <laughs> at least here in Imagineer. So, um, and then that's true with everywhere. And to be able to, to pick up those people skills, yeah, you could read a book here and there. Somebody gives you a book, oh, read the, you know, seven effective things or whatever it may be. You know, to pick that up early on in the career um, is invaluable. Uh, it helps not just with, with uh, you know, work, but it helps in general in life. You know, you people we're always surrounded with, with, uh, with people. We have uh, families, friends, um, colleagues, coworkers, and there are many difficult situations that come up, whether in, in business or in personal. That you know, how to how to talk to somebody, how to listen to somebody, how to understand the, the other person. It's it's. You know, I, I can't stress it enough that it's uh, absolutely uh, of great importance um, to have that skill. So that would be uh, one skill. Um, the second thing I'll probably say is, you know, try to get experience as much as possible. Yeah, going to school is, is very nice and having the, you know, graduate degrees and all the other degrees is very nice. But having the experience of working in, in, the, in the actual field, you know, they can't, the textbooks can't teach you every, every scenario. You know, they can't teach you when, um, in the you know the market crashes in 2008, 2009, and it was very rough for us. How to stick together? How to how to overcome it? They can't teach you when, you know, the server blows up, and now you're down, and nobody knows where anything is, and it's it's chaotic. You can't work. You know, there's no textbook, or you have a you know somebody that's going through uh, difficult moments personally or or he has difficult things that he's trying to struggle with and he can't work effectively you know how do you how do you you know stay next to him and, and help him you know you mentioned uh mentors um and you know one of the critical things that that i learned um in the past and i think that anybody could do it even 17 years back and just look out for these types of things is um, you know, I realized early on when we were looking, working late nights, Sundays, very frequently, um, you know, I would be working, coding, doing something, and Errol would come to me and say, hey, you're, you're staying late? All right, I'll, I'll stay late. And many times, I don't know what he was doing for like two hours when he wanted to go home, but he would always stay late. I, I, I don't, very rarely did he ever leave and uh, over the years. And even when he did leave, he would always say, hey, Avi, I have to leave. I'm so, so sorry. Is it okay? as if he had to ask me. Um, and many times he would stay until I, I was ready to go. And, uh, or he would just pull up a chair next to me and say, okay, just let me watch. And maybe give me some tidbits if he understood what was going on or just ask questions, just kept it uh, going. And that, that goes a long way to, be, to know that someone's next to you and you know, to look for those types of people uh, while you're working to, to stick to them and to learn from it. Because you know, as the team grows, we started from a handful of people and now we're 60, 70 plus. It's easy on a day-to-day -day basis to lose sight of things. It's easy to, to get lost in the fire drills that happen and it's just going to happen and every company has it. It's easy to get lost. But if, if you stick together and say, you know what, no job is too small. Everybody's relying on me and, and I'm relying on them. And how do we just make sure we're rowing the same, in the same direction? If, if two people, let's say, 
are, uh, are, are shooting an arrow and they're inches apart, you know, the aiming in two different directions, but inches apart makes no difference at that point. But with the arrow lands, 100 yards away, it does make a difference where the arrow lands. So if everybody just makes sure and watches out for each other, it goes a long way to make sure that everyone's going in the same direction. Boom. You nailed it, man. That's awesome. You've, you definitely got to go out and speak more. People want to hear what you've got to <laughs> say, especially like how you wrapped up there answering that, that question. That was like such good information. It's just like, you could just tell that that insight was backed with raw experience. So, yeah. I mean, I really appreciate it. And I'm so grateful that you took time to come hang out with yeah. us today and, and be on the yeah, show. Thank you for having me. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Is there anything else? We, is there anything else we didn't get out that you wanted to cover? Yeah, um, just maybe one more, uh, one more thing. Maybe just as a suggestion for for folks. Yeah, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Um, uh, you know, one suggestion that I would have probably is, you know, especially for for software development firms, is to use their own software uh, internally. Uh, we use our platforms internally, both for our website and for our CRM and such, and um, it's critical. Um, it drives a ton of innovation. Um, you get to see a little bit of what the client feels. You know, yeah, that that button there does make a difference, and and it does you know save headaches. And and how come they cannot do it this way, the way they want it? And to um, really understand it through the eyes of the uh, of the user. Um, and as firms get larger, it's easier to get stuck in the mud. Uh, it's easier to, to just get stuck on you know, fighting the fire and, and getting stuck. And, and subconsciously, I would say, uh, the firm just goes on a cruise control. You know, they, they, they're like, okay, let's, what do we have to do today? And, and um, you know, to make sure that the, the team is, is focused on, um, on the bigger picture. Yeah, the daily things are important, but just make sure that the team is focused on the bigger picture um, and brainstorming and trying to come up with innovative ideas and, and saying where are we headed? Where what is the you know, what it, where is the industry headed to, and where do we want to be when that industry gets there, um, is uh, critical. So try not to get lost in the in the small details, which are important, but there are other things also that we should focus on. Dude, I love it. You're awesome. Hey, next time I'm out in your area, I've got a lot of friends that I visit um, that area quite a bit up in in uh, New York, like between New York City and Manhattan and then like Westchester. I've got family all around there. But uh, next time I'm out there, I'll let you know and maybe we'll meet up, grab a tea or a coffee or something, say hello. Sounds fantastic. Awesome. Thank you so much, Thank you. man. You Thank have you a fantastic for having me. Day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.